Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a football Monday. Week 9 has come and gone, except for one more game later on this evening. We'll get into all that. We'll get into the entire slate of games of week number 9. Dave Sturgeo alongside Chris Gucci, A5, Anthony behind the glass, producing this bad boy from Chop Studios. We hope you guys had a great weekend. We hope you guys made some money. Uh, I know I did. I, I promised everybody that... The, the Kenneth Walker percentage that I was down was going to turn green and bang, just like that. It's a, it's, a, it's a miracle and it turned green and I'm making a little bit more cheddar uh, this weekend. So lots to get into. Obviously, um, Tua doesn't seem to lose games. That's that's a fun thing. Yeah, like uh, we, We're going to talk about him in movers, but it's just like. How much can you possibly talk? Yeah, we've talked talk? at about Tua pretty much every other episode since we started <laughs> doing like the Mojo it. Market Report. Yeah, I mean, he's 6-0 in games that he's finished. So they lost the game that he didn't finish right. against. I believe it was Denver game? Bengals. The Bengals game. And, yeah, I mean, this guy just wins football games, and look at his numbers. It's He's the, a top mover seemingly every day, every time he plays. So so we had Tua win another game. The Bucks. look, on this show— I said Tom Brady was absolutely washed. He was no good anymore. He heard me. He sent me a text, and he said, bro, watch this. And I just chalked this up to the Rams being really bad at football right now. Their offense is just piss poor, man. Like, they they can't get the – outside of a big, big play by – Cooper Cup, like outside of that, they had not, they had zero zero first downs in the fourth quarter. Oof. Zero, yes. Oof. So the Rams couldn't move the ball at all, and the Bucks get it done. They get the Scotty Miller dropped one right off his face. By the way, he could have been a hero then, but then he made up for it and caught four balls on that last drive. Sets up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for their win. So they're Tampa Bay all of a sudden back in it, which is terrible to even think about. Uh, the Chiefs, great game last night, overtime win. Uh, we saw Mahomes do his thing. One more again, like the guy is just a Houdini. Um, they were they were kind of they were screwed for a little while. They were like, up against it, but you got to put the Titans up definitely scheme great for them. They did, but what we talked about, I thought the Chiefs would actually light them up earlier, but the defense held them in it, and the running game did work for them. But you got to score a ton of points if you want to compete with the Patrick Mahomes led Chiefs, and they weren't able to put enough up. And the that's what happens. You so give some them a serious chance. frustration coming out of Travis Kelsey throwing his helmet all over the place. So things weren't working for a little while. But then Mahomes called his own number. Great connections overall uh, with Juju Smith-Schuster. That seems to be panning out pretty well. Uh, he's a big body receiver. I think that's what they were lacking over there. Uh, even when Tyreek Hill was there, they didn't have somebody besides Kelsey to really cause some separation. Uh, Packers, uh, I mean, dude, I, at this point, it's just like, what, what are we doing? Look, it's rough. Tough I, sledding. I had a, tough, a lot of injuries. I had a tough We'll call it like four o'clock hour. It was the witching hour for me was probably the worst 20 minutes of football that I've had (laughs) in over a decade. The Packers and the Jets, or the Packers and the Bills both lost. I had the Bills in this survivor pool. And you were down to like, what, 10 guys? I was down to like 10 guys, a massive survivor pool. And I switched my pick from Philly on Thursday to the Bills, and now I'm eliminated. It was a. So no vacation uh, for Chris. It was Josh Allen getting stripped, sacked. And his elbow necessarily bursting into flames. Yeah, right. I don't know what happened right there. Hopefully he's okay. He said he's sore. He's definitely sore. That looked bad. It did look bad. It looked bad. And the next throw that he made looked worse. Yeah. So I was like, oh well, I just got eliminated from seventy grand. So the Packers are three and six. A lot to, to kind of unravel with that game on a, on a completely separate show because it's just there's a lot to dive into. Uh, and the Minnesota Vikings are seven and one quietly. They had a come from behind win over the Commanders. I mean, give it up for the Vikings to be 7-1. and one, But again, much like the Eagles and much like these good teams, even the Giants, they don't look that great 
and then they have to make this last ditch effort to win the game. So congratulations the to the Vikings. Great, by the way. I'm not sure. What, I mean, what I mean, they was. they were they looked like they could have been had by the Texans early. Yeah, they a 12 point win. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, on the road. At the end of the day, it looks one way, and this looks the other. But anyway, you're splitting hairs saying the Eagles don't look good. The Vikings are Vikings though. Seven and one, and now with the Packers being three and six, and Chicago doing their thing, you know, they got a three game, three and a half game lead over anybody who's even remotely close to them. And so now the Vikings are sitting pretty right now. But the one thing that wasn't pretty, look, I give Russell Wilson a lot of crap for his cringeworthy internet. Viral stuff with the let's ride and this, that, and the third. He's just a weirdo and he's, you know, high fiving himself. Kirk Cousins, my boy, my guy, listen, th- your boy, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, don't ever dance like that again, especially shirtless. Can that I, was rough. Can I explain the difference between the two, though? Like, Russ is doing that by himself on the plane. This and is everybody true. else is like, dude, sit down. <laughs> We're trying to sleep. True. Kirk Cousins was sitting there in the middle of all his teammates right. who clearly like the guy. So I think cringe, yes, but he was. Full on, well knowing he was going to be cringe in that moment. And I mean, we saw that. The, Wasn't he doing the that whole was like, for the, the boys thing the, right oh, there? That God. was for the boys. I'm I'm not a Vikings guy. We all know that. But you know, give him a break on that one. I just don't team do it. Plain stuff the that ice, stays on the team plane. Was the first of all? I asked this on Twitter. Was the seatbelt sign on? It couldn't have been. No, <laughs> it's like I mean, there are forty. Yeah, you've, you've flown before, right? Yes, I've flown before, and I know that it, like once that seatbelt cell goes off, you can go and do, move about the cabin. This was an all-out raid. I wonder <laughs> if you ever flew a rave on, a chartered, on a chartered team plane. You think these these guys are having a good time on that plane on the winds? The flight yeah. back was good. The dance was terrible. But top movers from Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Top movers. I mean, there is a lot to go over because I, you know, you dissect this entire uh, Sunday slate and you start with a guy like Joe Mixon. And and Joe Mixon absolutely had himself a day. And the better part about this is if you're a investor in Joe Mixon and you're a long-term play on Joe Mixon and you just so happen to have the 15-time multiplier that's available on Joe Mixon, you could probably pay off your mortgage of your house depending on how much you actually invested. This dude had himself a day yesterday. Entered the end zone five times yesterday. Um, he's up just 6%. But again, you times that by 15, that's a lot of percent. Um, five targets, four receptions, 58 yards, and a touchdown through the air. A buck 53 on the ground. Four touchdowns through the, on the ground. I, what we said going into this week was that we were a little worried about the Bengals offense without a Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon said, cool story. Let me do this. <laughs> like, yeah, they beat the brakes off the pan. It shows a little bit of versatility. Tip your hat to Zach Taylor and just ride him with the hot hand all game. Joe yeah. Mixon, he, I mean, you saw what he did. There's, We could talk about it at length. It's one of the most historical performances we've seen out of a running back over the last 15 years, really, if you yeah. look at it. Five touchdowns. Like Kamara might have done it on like Christmas Eve or something and, a couple and years ago. We're talking about a five-touchdown touchdown game, bro. For a running back nowadays, it's absurd. You're, you're entering like Priest Holmes, Ladinian Tomlinson territory mm-hmm. there. Maybe Marshall. Wow, Falk. Priest Holmes, not a throwback. These are the guys we haven't seen numbers like that in a while. It's a, a week late. I had I was going long on Mixon for the the last week's game. It didn't work out for me, but this one, I mean, hopefully you, you just saw your stock yeah. or you just hang around. I, I did. Okay, I did unfortunately. Okay. So I did not get to reap the benefits of the Joe Mixon uh, extravaganza yesterday. But 211 total yards, five touchdowns. Jamar Chase is still out. I would imagine they're going to lean on the run going forward a little bit because it worked. Um, the Bengals, they might be here. I mean, I mean, look, the Panthers are. They, I would look, like to see, they, they were waving the white flag a couple weeks ago. They just so course, happened to win some course. games. Of course, we can't the way. overlook the fact that it was the Panthers. But if you've looked at what the Panthers have done well throughout the season, it hasn't been offense. That's for sure. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't say their defense has been playing good, but their defense has been what's been the bright spot 
on that team. So mm-hmm. they, they didn't look good the other day, though, or yesterday. No, they did not. They did not. We'll get into another Panther in just a little bit. But now shifting gears as far as one of the guys that are on the decline, along with everybody on this team and his organization, is Sam Ellinger. And look, we were hyped about the fact that he got a, uh, his chance, right? And, and Matt Ryan, well, I know you might not have been. I was. Um, but Matt Ryan looked like he was just slow. He was prehistoric. He's a fossil. It's time to move on. It's time to get faster. It's time to get younger. They did that. Then they played the Patriots yesterday, and nothing looked like it was working. Uh, Sam had himself a very, very bad game. He uh, just threw 103 yards and threw an interception. He only completed 51% of his passes, so very, very not good if you're a quarterback in the NFL. He ran five times for 39 yards, which, again, he is showing his wheels. We all know that Matt Ryan can't do that, but when you're down, and look, kudos to the Patriots defense, man. They've been good. In, in in big moments over the course of this first couple, uh, nine weeks yeah, of football. Yeah, sounds the Bears game where they looked like garbage. They have the Patriots defense. That's why they're winning football games for sure. Just to talk about Ellinger, I did say it was like the biggest increase in the mojo market in a one-hour span. I really hope that inception. people got out after yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> and I just want to highlight the opportunity here because when you see a guy that shoots up 50% or even 100% overnight because he's getting an opportunity and you look how low his, his stock price is, if you don't believe in that said system, like look at the team that he inherited basically as the starter. They weren't succeeding on offense. No. What were the chances that a guy that nobody's ever heard of outside of uh, college football fans was going to come in and all of a sudden light the world on fire? There was the chance, but if you're looking at the sum of all parts, that offensive line's not playing well. Jonathan Taylor's banged up. Their receiver, Michael Pittman, while I do think he's a solid player, I think he's clearly showing that he's not a true number one wideout. Not yet, at least. Not, well, I mean, he's in his fourth year. Third, fourth year. It's Is time. he really yeah. already? Yeah. Pittman Jr. wasn't a rookie last year? He absolutely was not a rookie Holy last year. time so, is flying. Yeah, I know he's at least in his third year. I'm not saying that, that he can't do it. He's shown that he can. But Maybe he needs when, a quarterback. They don't have, when they don't have a running game going, they don't have a quarterback, they just need a little bit more. Sam Ellinger, I said short him the day that he came in as the 100% mover. And now I think that there's a chance that Nick Foles gets the job sooner than later. I'm surprised they haven't talked about it a little I haven't heard Nick Foles' name yet. You're right. And I saw on the Mojo Market that Nick Foles was up a little bit. So now you're starting to find out. Again, we've said this time and time again, week after week. We're saying that, all right, just keep your eyes on these backups. Because once the opportunity even remotely like looks like it might happen, he starts the uptick. Yeah. So Nick Foles, he might be the guy. There could be a chance that we see a, a 25 50% increase in a Nick Foles because he, he might get named the starter for the rest of the season. And then yeah. in which case, Sam Ellinger's stock will then plummet back to where he started at. Right. So now if you, yeah. He got his opportunity. He banked zero value in the Mojo market zero. because he only has three touch, uh, 300 yards passing under Yikes. 50%. So he didn't bank anything. And it's going to go right back to where it started before as a number three quarterback now because he got his opportunity. He failed. So now it's going to be a little bit harder for him to get a second chance as a starter in this league. Kind of so worried. Short, ah. short, short, Sam Ellinger. Uh, I'm very, I mean, not that I'm, he's not my job. He doesn't pay me, but I, I'm worried. For Frank Reich right now, like he just can't get it right. They, they they tried to make the room for Matt Ryan, thinking that was going to re like re kind of spark this offense. It did nothing. Then you go to Sam, did nothing. Now you go to Nick Foles. Now watch, <laughs> you all see what Nick Foles has done in his past, right? Maybe Nick Foles lights the world on fire. I don't know, but like the Colts right now are very hard to watch. Their offense is very slow still, and you'd think that it got younger, it gets faster. It's just not good. And Deion Jack- Jackson, Deion Johnson, what what was the uh, backups? Deion Jackson. Jackson, all right. Had it the first, right the first time. Um, he did nothing. He got hurt, came back. But it's like, I don't know. The Colts team is hard to watch right now. And, again, they might be picking in the top 10, top 12 of the draft next year. 
And do you do it all over again? You know what I mean? Do you, do you try to find your quarterback of the future there? Yes. Keep your eyes open on that Absolutely. situation. Um, all right. So in a losing effort, we also saw another quarterback go absolutely nuts yesterday, and that's Justin Fields. We talked about Tua before about how he wins games, and he does, and he's putting up some big numbers. Now, Justin Fields in that draft class is turning out to be one of, if not the best one there, I think. I mean, we've, we've talked about it a little bit last week about Justin Fields as, uh, as his future, his promise. Um, 17 for 28, 123 yards. Nothing gaudy about that, right? Three touchdowns, though. Great. But he breaks the record for – he. no, he broke the record. He broke Mike Vick's record yesterday with 178 yards rushing. The most yards ever by a quarterback in one single game. He broke the record. Are you sure? I promise you he broke the record. I saw graphics galore, unless they want to take it one adjusted run away. Pretty sure I watched and saw that Justin Fields broke a record yesterday, and I heard it on the radio coming in this morning. So that record stood the test of time. I mean, it was Mike Vick. I mean, one of the most electrifying players to ever play the game. But Justin Fields now, yesterday, uh, has a five-time multiplier if you're into that right now. I, I'm right, right? Yeah. I, I, I saw it. a graphic that was said he was the second most. Maybe, so he, maybe he passed another maybe, guy maybe and then passed Vick at the yeah. end. I don't know. But 6% up, $27.62 right now. He's sitting there. He's sitting pretty. Now, I know as a Packer guy, you, you hate to get up on Kirk Cousins, and you sure as hell hate to get up on a Justin Fields, but take the blinders off the Packer fan hood aside. Is Justin Fields the future of the Chicago Bears? Are they done worrying about that? Like, we saw him do it against Miami yesterday. Miami's defense, not the worst in the league, not the best in the league, but they had Bradley Chubb, and he just was so elusive on getting outside that pocket. Justin Fields looked like a baller yesterday. Yeah, man. I mean, the Bears... They're starting to give Justin Fields more designed runs. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't expect him to to run well in this game because the Dolphins, if you look at what they've done stopping the run, they're actually really good. But then if you look deeper, you see that they've given up a bunch. Of, most of their yards, most of the chunks that they've given up have been to quarterbacks. Uh, I think Lamar had a big run, like a 65-yard touchdown in the game that they played in the first half. And then Josh Allen had like 70 or 80 yards rushing in his game. So they do struggle against the scrambling quarterback. Um Justin Fields, he only has 200 yards or more in one game passing. So did we expect Justin Fields to be able to run the football coming into the league? 100%. Yeah. Am that, I gonna, that was already kind of Am I going to sit here and anoint him as the best quarterback in his class? I don't know because I've seen spurts out of almost every one of these guys. And I say everyone, I'm saying Zach Wilson, I've seen him play well at times. I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. I've seen Trevor Lawrence play well at times. Not sold on Trevor Lawrence. I've seen Justin Fields play well a little bit less than I've seen those other two guys play well in terms of being a, a, a field general and running the offense the way I think that a, a GM or a coach would like their quarterback to run the offense. All that said, you can't discount the fact that over the last four, over the last three games, we'll, we'll just go like this. The first five games of the season, he only had um, 50 yards or more rushing the ball once. In his last four, 88, 82, 60, 178. So we see that the Bears offensive coordinator, they get it. they're starting to figure <laughs> they out, it. like, this is the best way to make this offense work. I just don't know how that plays out over a career. Because Justin Fields is going to have to learn how to throw the ball. He's going to have to He's gonna have to have start getting these third and longs. He's going to have to start hitting these passes. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of splash plays out of him, but you don't see the the third and six conversions, and that's what we're missing from the Bears' offense. Saw Claypool get involved yesterday as well, his newest weapon, newest so, toy. So to answer, Mooney. are they done worrying? I don't know. I think that the verdict is yet to still be determined on Justin Fields, but because of the investment that they've made in him, they have no choice but to at least let it play out. So for now, they're not going to invest in a quarterback. There's mm -hmm. no question about it. They have Justin Fields. He's their guy. I think the fan base believes in it. So we're going to get to see Justin Fields for another season or two, no matter which way it slices. And... 
I don't believe in him long term. I really don't. I'm not saying that because I'm a Packers fan. I just look at the passing stats and I want to see more. You look at Lamar in year two. He won his MVP. He's not Lamar Jackson. No. Let's just and and people want to bash Lamar about him not being a good thrower of the football. And I'm not saying you. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying in general that's <laughs> been the even the Tampa Bay game. They went into that saying he was a running back. Right. They made the graphic. But let's be real, Lamar's. He's a little bit better than that, right? We're going to give him credit a little bit in the sure. passing game. At least I am. I'm not. I'm not seeing that at a Justin Fields just yet. So, I'm a little bearish on Justin Fields. All right, Justin Fields. Like I said, loses the long game. Term. Long term. Long term. But you have to say the Bears' offense has put up like 95 points over the last three games, and two of those games, really three of those games. Two of those games were against really good defenses. Yeah, Cowboys being one of them. I, I know that firsthand watching it. I've tried him, trying to Patriots, try Cowboys. to reel him, rally him in, huh? The Patriots, the yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. So. All right, another guy we wanted to talk about just because of the percentage movement, and there's a couple storylines surrounding this, is Terrence Marshall, right? Terrence Marshall didn't have, like, this crazy big old day, right? But the movement yesterday, he's up 21%. Now, why is that, right? You're looking at it, three, uh, three catches, 53 yards and a touchdown. Well, that's why, right? He has a great game statistically in a game where the Panthers were completely run over. The bigger thing is the upside going forward for Terrence Marshall. Now, look, DJ Moore was linked to being traded a whole bunch of times before the deadline, right? And then they make the move. Well, Baker goes down. P.J. Walker goes in. P.J. Walker is elusive and playing loose, right? Then we saw the reemergence of Boohoo Baker yesterday. Baker Mayfield gets back on the field. He connect. I think it was him that connected with Terrence Marshall Jr. So Baker's back ish. I don't know. I know we're all out on Baker, but the question is this: Where is your future? Just by, based on the eye test, is Terrence Marshall going to be a star in his league? A star? No. But okay. but he has a shot to be a productive player. Okay. I don't know that he's look. He's the number two receiver on arguably the worst team in football, right? We would say that the Carolina Panthers are up there. They're in the contention. I mean, like I said, they won a couple they, games by accident at this point. So, yeah, the Carolina Panthers, arguably the one of the worst teams in football. He's the number two receiver there. But I think what we've seen over the last three weeks is that he is, in fact, the number two receiver there. So a starting job in the NFL, considering where his stock price was, there's room for growth. And as he puts himself in a starting lineup in this league, there's a chance to accumulate some bank value. So as long as he has his opportunity for the next eight weeks, I don't think you're going to get these monster games out of him. But I will say this. I had to spot start him yesterday, and I took what I got, <laughs> and I was happy with it. Okay. So that's what you're going to see out of him. This offense is not good. They're, the receivers aren't going to be heavily involved. They're going to be down in a ton of games, so that might play well in terms of game scripts. But – He's not going to be playing meaningful football games. They're not going to be a playoff team. And chances are they're going to be looking to upgrade at that position next year. But I don't know that that doesn't put him in a slot role on the same offense. True. So I think Terrace Marshall, he's here. He's going to be a, He's going to get some looks over the, the rest of this season and his chance to prove himself. And I think that he is proven that he belongs in the league. So, yeah, um, I just I, wouldn't I expect Pro Bowl numbers out of him. No, probably not. But again, somebody that, again, if you invested before this or if you want to get on him now, Chances are the Carolina Panthers will be trailing a lot throughout the course of this next eight weeks of football. I would put them in like the top fifty. Sure, receivers. and that's not a bad place and that's to not be. A in. Bad place, maybe right. that might even be a stretch. Top fifty might be a stretch. Well, think about it: thirty-two teams with two guys apiece. That's sixty receivers. I, I think that's a stretch. Actually, I maybe put them in the top sixty because I'm putting like so. Claypool, don't invest. I'm in putting Chase Claypool at like forty. 38. Okay. All right. Well, so I got. He's now wide receiver one over there in Chicago. <laughs> so you would think Mooney is. Yeah, Mooney. He did score. One more wide receiver to talk about on the local front. We're not going to totally uh, forget about the fact that there's one of the biggest upsets maybe in recent history, and that's the Jets beating the Bills, and we're talking about Garrett Wilson. This dude right here 
could be the, the guy that, that Zach Wilson hoped to, and prayed that he would be because Zach Wilson needs help. And he needs help around, and especially on the perimeter. And yesterday, eight catches, 92 yards. Now, the, the biggest thing that, that jumps out at me for Garrett Wilson is the fact that he almost caught 50% of Zach Wilson's balls. You know what I mean? Zach Wilson had himself his, his day, right? But 50% of his completions were to Garrett Wilson. Every time I watched that game, it came up on the red zone, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, every time it went to the Jets' offense, Garrett Wilson had another catch, right? So I'm excited about the future of this guy. He's up yesterday 2%. Right. But now the biggest thing is Elijah Moore goosey on the on the targets again. So it's just like you're looking at this young receiving core. Elijah Moore wanted out two weeks ago. And now, I mean, geez, I, I can't imagine him wanting to stay here any longer. I mean, he's got no option now for this year. But what I will say is Garrett Wilson has become one of the premier rookies to stand out. Out of this class. I know we talk a lot, and we'll talk about a lot he's, later. He's the top-moving like, rookie so far at yeah. the wide receiver position for the season, and he was drafted with high expectations, and he's living up to him up to this point. Sure is. Um, there was a little bit of worry in the middle of the year so far. Up to this point, I say middle of the season. I'm saying weeks four through seven. He only had 19 targets combined through those four games. I was saying, like, oh, man, like I, you saw that big performance from him. What back. weeks were those? Weeks four through seven. So four, five, six, and seven. Four weeks, he only had 19 targets. No, combined. I'm just wondering because like I know Flacco was throwing the ball 60 times in the yeah, first the three first weeks of weeks, football. the first couple weeks, they lit it up. He had a two-touchdown performance against Cleveland. But since then, he hasn't had a touchdown. Mm. So it is a little worrisome that he's not finding the end zone. But the usage has gone back up. He has 17 targets in his last two. And like you said, 50% of the completions go to him. That's not going to stop. He's a talented player. I worry that the Jets' offense isn't going to really be as good. They played the game of their lives. But Garrett Wilson for here to stay for the future. I'm not saying this season. I think the Jets will still fall apart. I'm sorry, Jets fans. That's just how I feel about it. I mean, it's hard to th- it's hard to think that anymore. I know, I know. But you beat the Bills, man. The Bills were touted as I the know. top dog. Even with the Eagles at eight, no, people were still saying that the Bills are the better team. I just still I worry about the Jets' offense going forward this season. That's it. I, I have to. I, I'm going to stick to my guns on that one. I'm not going to let one game where I think they played excellent. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. It just seems like they're just scratching. They're like they're scratching and clawing, and eventually the wheels are going to come off. I just think that's how we, it looks. Listen, we made our picks on on our daily on our daily show, right? And I'm thinking to myself, that the spread makes sense because who the heck is going to score? This offense looks bad. All of a sudden, twenty is enough to take down the Bills. That's incredible. Just yeah. a testament to their defense. The too. Jets defense. Jets is defense. Legit. Is My good. favorite play in that game was the under. <laughs> yeah, well, my favorite play in that game was watching Sauce Gardner do his thing. That's incredible. Sauce Gardner, defensive, uh, he could be potentially defensive rookie. So, of the yeah, year I don't want to bash Garrett Wilson. That yeah, guy's Garrett a Wilson stud. looks good. That guy's a stud. He's an elite route runner, and he'll find the end zone sooner or later. And let's not talk about his rookie year. This guy's going to have a monster career. Yeah, so. get involved on Garrett Wilson right now. All right. We got one more game to play, and it's the Monday Night Football game. Tonight, we got ourselves a pretty good one. I mean, I would say, like, as far as the Mojo Mark is concerned, it's now the Ravens taking on the Saints. They're going to the Dome, right? Another battle in the Bay, you. Um, and I'm looking at this game, and there's so many uh, interchangeable parts as to who I would look at. But one guy right off the rip. I mean, the Ravens are depleted. They got nobody going tonight. Like, we got, obviously, they're running back. I think Gus Edwards has been doubtful. Uh, Mark Andrews, doubtful, not going to play. He's He's basically ruled out. Doubtful, by the way, is ruled out in this day and age. Um, And then, obviously, the receivers on the end. Bateman's out for the year now. Our guy that we've talked a lot about was Duvernay throughout the course of the season, right? Like, diversify your portfolio with Devin Duvernay. It's funny how, like, we were talking about the two of these guys. It's 
Duvernay and Likely, Likely have been singing their praises since the start of the season, and now they're the two last men standing in the Ravens' offense. And I think that we're talking about Isaiah Likely because of the depleted receiving core and the style that the Ravens are probably going to in, incorporate now that they don't have anybody else. You would imagine Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews, when both healthy, are going to be on the field a ton because Likely is essentially a, a bigger receiver. Mm -hmm. He's more of a receiver than a tight end. At least he's not there to block. We, we know that. So he's there to catch balls anyway. They're going to line up double tight end set. That's very that's a dangerous sty dangerous play. I think Harbaugh is the coach to do it. They have the quarterback to do it, and they're going to do this this run pass option, load them up in the box, and then see if you could stop it. When you have two tight ends like that and a decent running game, and when I say running game, it's going to be like the Justice Hill show tonight, maybe a little Kenyon Drake, um, because again, Dobbins on the IR, Gus Bus, he's on his way, trending the wrong way. So the Ravens are going to struggle, I think, tonight. When you flip to the other side of the coin. The New Orleans Saints, we've been talking about Chris Olave for a long time. And now that Michael Thomas has been ruled out for the rest of the year, I feel like Olave is going to eat at home tonight. Like, and, and it's been a play for us for weeks now is to get involved in Chris Olave. If you haven't yet, now's the time. There's yeah, no the better Ra time than that. The Ravens now. secondary has been up and down, but mostly down this year. Right. They've they've gotten guys back healthy, but you know, they they, they were playing so bad that any any positive um any move in the right direction is a good sign, but it just still hasn't been enough. I do like um, I do like Alave in this game. I'm not so sure about Kamara. The Bears just traded Roquan Smith over to Baltimore, and I would imagine that he's going to play right away. Mm -hmm. I don't know that you have to learn much of the defense if you're just going to be in there. Go get the guy with the ball. Go, go, go get the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go get the guy with the ball. But probably be a little bit limited still. That's one of the better players in the league. The Ravens' defense just got an upgrade. Poor Lamar, though. You know, he's like, can I get some love on my side of the ball? It's very Aaron Rodgers-like, I'll say. But <laughs> if I say so myself. Yeah. Uh, listen, it'll be an interesting game. The Ravens, like I said, traveling on the road to the Dome. We'll see. I, is Winston back yet? Like, what's happening here? Like, is that? It's like one of those quarterback things so. where I was like, yeah, he's fine. He's got no injury designation. But then Andy Dalton starts again. It's like, what's happening over here? I mean, Look Andy out for Dalton, Taysom Andy Hill. Andy Dalton's probably playing better. Than Winston, so that's why. Maybe, uh, maybe that's just a judgmental call, and it's fine. Both teams searching for a win. I know for a fact that the Ravens they need this one more than the Saints because the Saints already sees the uh, see the wheels kind of falling off this season already. But the Ravens have to stay afloat now. Now that the Bengals are playing better offense, and now that you have to deal with it, you know, yeah, not so I mean, much. Kenny you Pickett, could lose like the next four and still be alive. The, in the Browns NFC. are about to get the Deshaun NFC, Watson the back. It's so. a little harder to get in the playoffs, I think, this year. It's interesting. It's interesting. So enjoy the football tonight. Now, what you could do for us as a favor to us and everybody involved in Mojo. Go follow everything there is to follow. Right now, we have at Mojo on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And, of course, join the conversation over on Discord.com backslash Mojo. I, 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 forward slash. Fo whatever. Forward slash backslash. Doesn't matter. What I will say is Mojo, I mean, uh, Discord is an app. So if you're going to go on Discord and start talking via computer, that's the website to find them. But if you just go on the app, you get the invite. You, you look for it. You click on the website link. Mojo.com is the way you can find all these things. Also, all the bloggers over over there doing a phenomenal job with all the insight um so yeah follow us over there watch us every day monday through friday we drop around 9 9 30 latest over there on the mojo youtube channel obviously a whole bunch of shows drop this week you got the opening bell later on today you also have um risers and fallers with our guy dalton and luke so it's just it's a plethora of information to get yourself involved in to learn the market and uh yeah that'll do it so for dave sturcio chris gucci from Chop Studios, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Enjoy the Monday Night Football, and we'll see you guys tomorrow as we get into week number 10. It's Cowboys Packers week. Ooh, baby. Get off the schneid with a nice one. <laughs> yeah.